0: This is T.M. Camp, and you're listening to the podcast of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book Four, Coming Home. Chapter Four. Assam realized that there was one flaw in his father's theory about mazes. To get out, you would have to follow every passage and turn. Touch every wall, trace every blind alley to the end. Assam didn't have that kind of time. He went back to the basics, using his own innate sense to find a way through. However, he felt more and more confused with each step he took, his thoughts scrambling around in his mind. He pressed on, moving forward through the darkness with dwindling confidence in his own senses. He tried desperately to listen, to push past the darkness and focus in on finding a way through the maze. But he was like a bat, chasing after the echoes of his own voice. The mirrors, he realized. They were reflecting his senses back and forth, bouncing them back at him. He wasn't going to be able to count on his newly enhanced, well, his power. It was of little or no use to him here. He was, for all intents and purposes, blind once more. Assam slumped against the wall of the passage, sitting down with his back against the cold surface of a mirror. He stretched his legs out in front of him, his feet tangled up in some stray sticks and a scrap of newspaper. He didn't care. He was too tired trying to tune out all of the noise bouncing around him. He tried to calm his mind to turn inward. He wished that he could just put his hands over his ears, shut it all out, and rest for a while. But his ears weren't the problem. It was his mind, still surging with the power of the king's eyebright. It was his mind. He had a flash of insight and he wondered if it would work. Slowly, he built up a mental image, a picture of himself. In his mind, he focused on the image of his hands cupping his ears with his palms. He filled in the image over and over again, building it up, and as he did, the noise began to fade. He held it there in his mind. It might only be imaginary, but it worked. Still holding the image in place, he began adding to it, bundling himself in blankets and pillows, insulating himself even more, wrapping himself up like a mummy. He buried himself deep under the earth. He was stone, inert and unreachable. Then there was a sound, footsteps approaching from up the passageway. He took a breath and held it. It was not his sister's walk he heard, of that he was certain. The stride was too confident and too long, the silence between steps too far. It was a grown-up, someone walking with purpose and direction. He knew who it was. The man came upon him so fast he did not have time to rise, to fight or run. He sat still entombed in his mind as a dark shape passed over him like a wave. There was a flash of something, a vague, familiar feeling, so strong that it penetrated deep into where he was hiding himself, and then the man continued on up the passage, his steps falling away to silence once more. Assam let out his breath. The man had missed him completely. Just a half a step off, one side or the other, he would have tripped over the boy's legs. Assam stood up shakily. The noise hadn't let up, but he had been able to deaden it somewhat. It's all in your mind, he told himself. His mind was all in his mind. There was a slippery kind of madness in the thought. He could lose his footing on it if he wasn't careful. He tilted his head back and forth, rotating his skull around the top of his spine to work out the stiffness that had settled in. When he felt he was steady enough to go on, he started walking after the dark figure who had passed over him a few minutes earlier. He had no illusions about who he was following, about who stalked this maze in darkness. He'd never trusted Edgar completely, but he had hoped to find their mother here. He knew now he was wrong. He felt that mind as it passed over him, not the first time that he'd had a brief glimpse at that damaged thought scuttling around inside. He'd felt it before, when the dark man had reached out to him from the hilltop. But he'd missed him this time, passed over Assam without so much as a glance. Assam hadn't just insulated his thoughts from the noise, he'd wiped himself practically out of existence. That would be a good skill to practice, especially if he was going to try and have the element of surprise on his side. He stopped at the next intersection, considering. To his left was the way the man had gone, leaving a faint trail of hate and madness in his wake. To the right, another passageway leading off into darkness. Assam carefully opened his mind, focusing on the vague echoes there, but... there. He caught at something garbled but unmistakable his sister. She was down that passageway somewhere. He turned to the right, heading towards her. He didn't know why G was here, why she had followed him in. He should have guessed that she would. He had to get to her before someone else did. Someone else. The dark shape that passed over him. The man who trailed them along the edge of the forest. The stranger who stopped G outside the downer. Without a doubt, Edgar had betrayed them at every turn leading them here. But why? He could have handed them over at any time. Why did they have to come here? He had no answers, so he put the thought out of his mind. There would be time later to puzzle over it and to take care of Edgar. He followed the faint trace of his sister through the warren of passages, stumbling over clutter and rubbish. He tried to stay focused on her, but the signal folded back on itself like a curtain blowing through an open window, confusing him even more. He would head one way, certain of where she was, and then he'd hear an echo coming from the other direction. He stopped to get his bearings and sift through his tangled thoughts. Two signals, he realized. There in his mind... Each one competing for his attention, and yet each one unmistakably his sister. The mirrors again, he thought to himself. They'd led him back across his own tracks, and now he couldn't find her. He tried to pick out the closer, the stronger of the two echoes. There. That would be the right one to follow, he was certain. He started walking again, almost jogging along, the signal getting stronger and stronger with every step. He was so close now. And then he ran headfirst into a dead end, the back of his eyeballs exploding with white light from the impact. He came to his senses on the floor. He tasted metal, his mouth was numb. He touched it lightly and his fingertips came away, slick with blood. He could feel the split in his lip, the bloom of a bruise forming on his cheekbone. He tasted shame and despair. Assam rose carefully, still a little dizzy, and put his hand out to the wall in front of him. He took a breath, focusing on his sister once more. She was close, so loud in his mind he could feel her there, just on the other side of the dead end. He ran his hand over the rough wood in front of him. It was different than the other wall's paneled. He tapped on it. Hollow. He reached for the doorknob that he knew must be there. It was, fitting into his palm, round and smooth from either too much use or none at all. Assam took a breath, turned the knob, and went inside. You've been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and read by the author, T.M. Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes Store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by TN Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express written permission. Even listening to the damn thing is probably illegal these days. In fact, you should stop right now, just in case the feds are closing in on you. I'd wipe your hard drive, too, just to be safe. You don't want them to find all those Firefly episodes you downloaded from BitTorrent, do you? Wait. Did you hear that? Just outside the window? I think it was one of their robotic hounds. The new models have night vision, you know. And now they see everything. Oh my god, I think... I think they might already be in the house.